millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glovers Cast. We are here today to talk about the cold. And here to talk about the cold and the uh, postponement, the late postponement of Yeovil's National League match against Ultringham is the ray of warmth, Ben Barrett. Hello there. How are we all? Doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, And Dave Coates. (laughs) I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. What's he going to call me after I call him the man north of the wall? I'm the most, I think I'm the most northerly amongst the three of us. So I could have been referred to as north of the wall, but yeah. Is Leeds further well. north? Is Preston further north than Leeds? I think so. Not by not by a huge margin. Not yes. by a huge margin, no, but I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you drew a line across the country, you'd need a very big pen, but um, it would, uh, I think we find out that to be the case. Anyway, geography Uh, aside, (laughs) I'm well. Thank you for asking. How's the cough? The cough, and I do apologise for coughing that. I did listen to that back, but um, uh, but yes. Oh, actually, do you know? I've just drawn. I've just looked at the map of the UK, and I reckon you might be slightly. I reckon it might almost be neck and neck, Ben. Well, this is. Yeah. This is this is breaking I, news. I don't know. Breaking I don't know what to do with geographical news that has been the case ever since the towns of Preston and Leeds were formed. Yeah. We shall take it up with our forefathers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How many fathers have you got? Yeah. <laughs> You're listening, yeah. Dad. Sorry. <laughs> All four of them. <laughs> anyway, so we There's talk no- about some slightly firm ground instead. <laughs> Oh, Jack oh. Frost had his wicked way, didn't he? He did. He yeah. did. What uh, uh, on the scale of uh, Antonio Conte meme <laughs> <laughs> to seven? Um, how how high would you score this one? Well, as in, they're never a normal day. What supporting this football club? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean. I think in the context of everything with what had happened, what we were talking about last time we were all together um, and uh, everything that happened at Barnet, you're on a solid, uh, pardon the pun, five or six here, aren't you? A frosty five or six. Pretty shambolic, isn't it? 
And it's the most it's the most yeovil juxtaposition ever from Tuesday to Saturday to go in pretty tough on Barnet on Tuesday and then for the exact same thing, if not slightly worse, to happen on the Saturday to yourself. It's just such a yeovil thing to do. Mm. Honestly. It, the only way it could have been any more yeovil is if Viva Pitch did the pitch inspection. <laughs> They should have been on there. It might have warmed it up a bit. Exactly. Yeah. But the, the, the timeline seemed to be, so the covers were on the pitch. Ian, you, you walked past Jewish Park as we as we discussed on, on Thursday. The covers were on the Thatcher's End, shall we call it, the Troublesome Thatcher's End area. Um, all last week, I think, was the uh, was the case. Um, and but not so much on the area that gets uh, the sun on it. Yeah, there so, was covers on on Friday when I walked around. Okay. Um, on the whole pitch. So then Saturday morning, nine thirty a.m. ish. Um, the covers were removed by staff and a band of volunteers. By the sounds of it, not a band. They weren't playing any kind of music or anything. Leave a picture back. Exactly, yeah. A group, a group of volunteers. Um, yeah, uh, uh, but by which time, obviously, we assume Altrincham were already in town, having travelled down the night before. Altrincham players, one would imagine. Um, and I think the Altrincham minibus uh, left uh, South Manchester at 8.30, I think they said. Um, so they were, they were well on their way. Was that a 50-seater minibus? And not fit 52 seats, I oh, think sorry. it was. Yeah, okay. yeah, so so don't know. Not a stretch, not a stretch <laughs> minibus. Um, and then around about 11 o'clock, uh, there was a post put out by the club to say that there was going to be a 1 p.m. pitch inspection. Um, because there was some, it was firm in some small patches. Now, there was a picture that we saw which had that big area that had been covered with the with the frost covers looking quite frosty um but also well and truly covered up so you couldn't see what was um what was underneath which obviously you imagine but the statement also said they were confident the game would be going ahead as well didn't they? I think. yeah we are we are confident the surface will be safe to play this afternoon. Match officials for this fixture will arrive at one pm, and there will then be a pitch inspection. Further updates will be issued through our channels following the completion of the pitch inspection. What happened at the completion of the pitch inspection, guys? How so, how much did that confidence very quickly drop? Almost as quickly as the mercury in the Hewish Park thermometer. It's I would beautiful. Out, out, ra- outrageously quickly. Outrageously quickly, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Then, then at one o'clock, it sounds. Well, it, it looks like in between there were various pictures across various different social media channels that seemed to show various people um, <laughs> uh, sweeping and scraping and doing whatever uh, to the to the to the pitch but aloe gas canisters on the pitch mm. yeah leaf yeah. blowers on the pitch yeah <laughs> um and then the referee was sam mulhall 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 um last seen sending jimmy torre off at uh 
um, <laughs> at Southend uh, was uh, presumably turned up before one o'clock or is there at one o'clock. And then at 1.30ish, it was confirmed there would be a postponement. And certainly the Altrincham um, Twitter account posted a picture of a rather frosty looking area around the uh, sort of the edge of the penalty area and the, the D um, by the Thatcher's end. So one would assume if there was frost, then that was probably one of the slightly firm parts of a thing. And shall I carry on? If there's more to the <laughs> timeline, mate, crack on. Is there more on the timeline? Yeah. Uh, well, well, I've got that. Then there was a statement issued saying, we're extremely disappointed to announce this afternoon's game is being postponed. The covers uh, were removed from the pitch this morning. A group of staff and volunteers put their efforts in to make the pitch playable. The manager and players were happy to play and will now be training on this pitch. In our view, the referee has made an outrageous decision to call the game off. Despite representations from the club, the game should go ahead. And then after that, there were interviews with the um, as yet to be formally announced chief executive, Martin Stance. Uh, although he <laughs> is, is on title, the, as yet to is, be announced. <laughs> exactly. Although he, he is, if you go on the website in the who's who section, it does say CEO with Martin brought in some very um, uh, fashionable looking sportswear. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so he is CEO in there anyway. So, he echoed those statements talking about how Altingham had travelled for five hours um, and things had not been taken into account. Um, he, as in the referee, is not taking into account the representations of players or the manager, and this needs to be challenged. I will be going to the PGMOL, Professional Game... The Pugmol. Pugmol. The Pugmol, yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> the Professional Game man Match Official something? Help me out here, guys. Lavatory. Legion. Legion sounds good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Professional game match officials board. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Pugmob. So them people, the Pugmob. Yeah, he's going to go to the Pugmob. Um, and, and we'll be making a formal complaint. So, um, yeah. And then he went on to say it was just nonsense and a really, really poor decision. Um, Mark Cooper when he was being interviewed by, by Sheridan, described the weather in um, Somerset as like Saint-Tropez, which I have to say, it's, um, I've never been to Saint-Tropez before. But uh, I um, was in Yeovil, Somerset yeah. on uh, Saturday, and yeah. I don't think I'm going to be going on holiday to Saint-Tropez if no. it's like it was in Yeovil, Somerset. I mean, it looked quite sunny from the video I saw of the players training on the pitch, but I'm imagining yeah. the temperature Probably no, it was pretty it was pretty cold it was pretty cold uh no one altering them were quiet on on it weren't they they've not yeah. really uh <laughs> not said mm. not said anything the fans um obviously kicked up a bit about it which is is fair enough i think if i traveled down at 8 30 in the morning for five hours i'd probably kick up a bit as well i do for a, for a game that we were confident we'll get on I, I do get the feeling that had um, Altrincham felt as strongly about the pitch and the, the suitability of the pitch, they may have also said, you know, something. said something about it as well. Because obviously they're the club that's going to have to have paid out buses and hotels if, you know, if they did um, to travel down and then 
will have more of a financial burden. Well, more of, I guess not more because you will now got to play that game on a Tuesday night where they may sell less tickets, et cetera, et cetera. But um, yeah, you'd have thought they'd have felt strongly about it. And they're the club that would have most wanted it on because they're flying. Mm. (laughs) In, In terms of pure football form, they probably wanted to play not just because they'd made the outlay, made the effort, it's because they're in really good form and and would have wanted to carry it on. So there's lots of different individual bits to unpack from that timeline, isn't there? And lots of different sort of stages. But it, what, what is missing from the timeline is the club's head grounds person um, <laughs> tweeting. <laughs> uh um, they're deleted now, aren't they? But yeah, t- tweeting how he had—I think he said he had twenty other head ground staff on the pitch while he was doing that, and we're all experts and things. Um, just people out there who all think they know better than me. Yeah. Just yeah. super messy, yeah. so messy. The statement was just a. Oh, you, a- you, a- you actually cringed. When you said the word statement, then for the benefit of the tape, his shoulders went up into his ears and he actually cringed, Ian did. You actually just oh he just curled up in a little oh, squirm. It was though, like it's just No, you're absolutely right. It was it's horrible. Horrible. <laughs> it just at least put someone's name on it. Now the words used were very similar to that that Martin Stan said on the radio. Very yeah. similar. The outrageous decision line in particular was used by Martin Stans on the radio. You can read that on um, on the website. Um, but there's nothing to say that that statement came from him directly. So it's just an anonymous Yeovil spokesperson throwing a, a referee under a bus, which was a common theme. And again, we should we should probably say that that happened quite a lot. Salford threw their referee under the bus. Barrow did as well, didn't they? Barrow threw their referee under the bit. Like lots of clubs who had even fairly regular postponements through um through referees under buses, which not quite sure is the right way to go about it, personally. So one thing on the timeline that that um we've been discussing and I know was discussed a lot on, on social media at the time was whether there could have been an um a, a referee brought in earlier in the day. Now, as I say, um, Altrincham fans, uh, we'll assume the team were there already. Um, fans left at 8.30 from, from Manchester. So when they took the covers off at 9.30, there was a suggestion. Could there have been a match official who was brought in then? Now, the, the question was asked to the club on by a supporter, Philip Westlake, on um, Facebook. And the response was, hi, Philip Westlake. Unfortunately, despite contacting a number of them, there were no qualified referees in the area able to come in this morning. Now, the important word there is probably qualified in terms of what is the qualification required to um, assess a pitch for a National League game. Now, as you GCSE maths, seeing C above in GCSE maths. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that would rule me out. Then. Um, <laughs> uh, so, um, but but then, hello, you have had a look at some rules oh, uh, on, on the National League, 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 League website. It's um, only FA now, fans' website. Exactly. <laughs> 
Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's gone. We got him. We got him to mute. <laughs> Only fans joking. We got him to mute. Anyway, okay. Say the rules. <laughs> Are you sitting comfortably? Because this is a slight wordy one. Thank yourself for brew, kids. Because this could get serious. I'm going to put my best. I think I need some Benelin. I'm going to do a Benelin. Benelin. Because it's Dave, me. Dave and I are used to wordy answers tonight. Yes, yeah, we are. Yeah. Okay. Not, um, not in your accent, though. When the weather conditions are known to be extreme, e.g., prolonged severe frost or heavy snow, then the game can be postponed at the discretion of the home club after consultation with the secretary. Under such circumstances, the earliest decision that can be made is the day prior to the scheduled date of the game, whilst the latest is one hour prior to the time the visiting team are scheduled to commence their journey. So that's the first part. What that says is the club could, if they wanted to, have made a call on the Friday up to one hour before Ultrium was due to set off the team. So if they were going to sell off at midday, 11 a.m. on the Friday, the club can make a decision without anybody being involved. Okay, fine. Dave, obviously... And who's have... the secretary? When you say the secretary, is that the league secretary or the club secretary? What does it say? It not Great clear? question. Undefined. An undefined secretary, okay. Undefined secretary. Uh, but obviously, bit early, plans to try and get it on, fine. Overland. There were some, though. I think Bradford went, went within that window for their game in the weekend. In all other circumstances, that includes ours, a referee should be called in to make a decision in the following order of availability. The match referee subject to time and travelling distance. Another, more local referee who must not be connected with either club. Prior to reaching his his or her decision, the referee who is making the inspection should consider the following. Number one, consultation on the telephone with the match referee prior to the inspection. So, local referee can arrive at the ground, have a look and go, this is rock hard, isn't it? I'll give Sam Mulhall a bit of a call. Okay, consultation on the telephone with the match referee after the inspection to mutually agree on a decision prior to notifying the home club. The existing condition of the playing surface in conjunction with the prevailing weather conditions as previously confirmed with the local weather authority. The view of the home club groundsman in terms of local knowledge, training, capability. So the groundsman does have a role to play in this once the referee arrives. The manpower available to the home club to carry out any necessary work to make the ground playable. We've already discussed whole wrath of people available. The time the visiting club are due to commence their journey. If we assume Altrincham are already there, then actually, okay, you've probably got more time to play with. Whether or not the ground is dangerous, i.e. the frost is dangerous, but either frost is dangerous, but water isn't. Uh, number eight, whether or not conditions are or could turn farcical. Good word. E.g. excessive water on the pitch combined with a forecast of continued rain. In the event of fog, check with the local weather authority for a possible clearance. Also, bear in mind, visitors travel arrangement if the fog is known to be widespread. If the decision is still in the balance after considering the above, then consider A, the time, distance and cost of the visiting team's travel. At no point does it mention supporters. That's yeah. a point we need to consider here. At no point do the fans matter. Heard that before. Um, if after consultation with the match referee, the ground has been declared fit and the club's instructed to travel, then only in exceptional circumstances should the match referee reverse this decision. Now, I read this in part that if local Joe Bloggs turns up as a bit of a poke and a prod and goes, yeah, that's all right. 
Yeah, get on that. Be right. The match referee should only overturn that in exceptional circumstances. If an early inspection has not been carried out and the match referee arrives at the ground to find the playing conditions in doubt, sounds like what we had here, due to an unexpected deterioration in the weather, playing it fast and loose with the word unexpected there, he should consider first all of the above points before committing himself to a decision. Remember, there are far less problems with the postponed games if the visitors have not yet travelled. And there's a little sub-note that says, if a local referee is called in to inspect a pitch, he will not be paid a fee, although travelling expenses will be paid when actually incurred. Should the match referee intend, sorry, attend to inspect the pitch, half fee and travelling expenses will be paid if the game is postponed. Sam's had a great day out. <laughs> if the game is played normally... Sam's cashing in there, isn't he? He's, he's had a free day off. He, he had a tea time at a local golf club at quarter past three. Um... <laughs> If the game is played normal, uh, games played normal fee and expenses shall be paid. Although additional travelling expenses could and should be paid to the referee if incurred, i.e., if they've had to set off early. Um, again, a lot to unpack there, but it <laughs> seems as though there could have been, should have been an option to get someone in locally. Mm. And I want to rewind at this point to Tuesday night. Because if I'm in that situation, I'm traveling back on that bus first thing Wednesday morning. Do you know what I'm doing? Booking a referee for about 9.30 on Saturday. And just going, that was embarrassing what happened to Barnet. I said it was embarrassing what happened to Barnet. Really don't want us to be embarrassed. Well, we have big time been embarrassed. Absolutely big time been been embarrassed. Now, the fact that there's no mention there to supporters is a disgrace to the rules. Now, these rules were penned in 2015. Those guidance. I think it's probably time for an upgrade on some of those rules. And I think they should start including um, consideration of supporters because times have changed. Finances of the world have changed. Um, and it just screams that nobody cares about supporters until they're in the ground. And when they're back out of the ground at quarter past five, they stop mattering again. And that's not how football clubs should run as pillars of their community. So um, I think I think the whole situation is an utter shambles. Clearly poorly managed from first thing Wednesday morning till 1.30 Saturday afternoon. And I don't care who's to blame. Club, ref, local FAs. I, I don't care who's to blame. I don't care if no one's to blame. The fact that that match got to as close as it did to being played before being called off is nothing short of a shambles and an absolute um, disregard of your customers, of your supporters, in one way, shape, or form, whoever that falls upon. If it's the FA, because they haven't got enough local refs, then you need to be better at recruiting referees and training referees to the appropriate levels. If it's the club, because we know that Thatcher's stand has always been a problem, then, then things need to have been put in place. How much does the set of those spotlights cost? more or less than a new scoreboard that we didn't really need. Are we prioritizing things properly in that respect? I don't know. Are we not planning ahead? I don't know. I don't know the answer to any of these questions. Did the groundsman have all the help that he needed to get a game on? Because by and large, it should be noted before the weather turned, the pitch has been in really good nick, hasn't it, Ian? Sorry, I was just having a sip of tea. Yes, oh, it has. Okay. <laughs> um, You've seen more home games. Than I was I getting, have. Yeah, yeah, but it no, has. You know what I mean? It has. It's been it's cut up at, at points, but um, Fine. yeah, 
<laughs> we've had they some shocking do. pitches at Hewish Park, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. And at the moment, this season's been pretty good until this little cold snap, and it just feels like you're up against it in that one area, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think we've we've talked about the Altrincham fans and the distance they travelled the time it took for the pitch inspection mm. and by the time the game was off, plenty of Yeovil Town fans were on their way as well. Yeah, exactly. Already there. Already there, scraping up ice from outside the stands. Yeah. And that's, and that's what I mean. To announce at 11, the ref's turning up at one. Where's the ref coming from? Why is he not? Why, yeah. why looks why like he's not... from London, according to his his, his LinkedIn um, profile, which has him as an anti-doping coordinator as well at the Football League, as well as a um uh, a step one bracket two A referee, um, which he's he's a right from... grass, isn't he? Oh yeah, he is. He's yeah. a referee and he's an anti-doping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it looks like he's come from London, according to his. Uh, it's so, anyway. safe to assume travelled the night before? No, I don't think so. Really? You make a ref drive on that? I, I don't know. I don't know what the situation is there, but okay. I think you travel down from London on the day. Okay, yeah. so again, club probably get that information three or four days in advance. Hang on, ref's coming from London. Might not get it till lunchtime. It's going to be really cold. I just, I, I don't, forgive I suppose- me. There's I just one... don't. I just don't buy. There were no local referees available. Yeah. I just don't one... buy that line. It's that really qualified don't. word again, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's yep. it's it's what be, because nothing that you've read there or nothing that we can find seems to explain what level of qualification is required. Um, and looking at the FA um, website, there seems to be eight different levels of referee mm-hmm. from Premier League referee all the way down to junior football referee um, and everything in between. Now, we've spoken to a couple of people who we know to be referees at various levels, and there seems to be somewhere between National League South and Somerset Senior level could be the level of qualification that's required. But, yeah, there's nothing in that guidance there that says it needs to be this particular level of referee does it? It just talks about their locality and you know, hmm. geography more than anything. Can else. we just can we just clarify that the referees we've spoken to aren't Trevor Kettle? I I, I I'm I'm confirming and denying nothing. No, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, to be fair, in this situation, Trevor Kettle might have been quite good for. Isn't he quite local? Thought. He could have. He could have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The what amount of hot air could have steamed that pitch clean. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, so well, you found that you found the terminology for the Somerset FA, didn't you? Yeah. Which refers sure. to county cups and level seven it being does, required, yeah. but that's obviously a much lesser competition. Yeah. I'm just trying to stall a little bit because I think he is frozen. I was gonna say is if, if he hasn't topical, frozen, if nothing else. <laughs> It's absolutely if, topical. If if he hasn't frozen, then he's um yeah he's just in 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 a very strange position for. I think uh, I think uh, I'm just take a screenshot of this whilst I can. Um, and I'll I think I'm most concerned about just a small area underneath the uh, underneath the shadows of Ian's picture right now. <laughs> I'm pretty confident he'll be back for the rest of this podcast, but we'll we'll, we'll hold an inspection at 
at half past eight and, and see how we go for the for the completion of the oh david you are now the host of this I, podcast. I am now the host so yeah so oh, i was Ian. i was confident as well and i've had to i've had to call it off <laughs> yeah but it was only in places it was only in i was, yeah, I was only in places yeah. we should have had someone local in that's what we, we should have that's we the issue the problem is that we've got you, you and I, me you were like 200 miles away that's but that's what i'm saying if we had someone local to us yeah we'd have had another northerner on we'd have been fine there we go. Yeah. Well, yeah. But the, but the thing is that a match official will rarely ever disappear through freezing and then come back again. Whereas does, I Ian, think, does Ian get half his match fee? I don't think he does. I don't think it's travel expenses either. Because, does he get um, travel expenses? No, I don't think he does. No, he, uh, he might get. He, he might need them to put towards his um his Wi-Fi. But he uh, get to have a third Wi-Fi. Exactly. Yeah, multiple Wi-Fi's. So there we go. Well, there we go. Oh, hang on. Well, I think. Oh, he might be back. He might be back. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if he reappears. But I suppose the big question now is what happens about Tuesday night and the home game with Wheelstone? Before we get to Tuesday, there's a couple of things I've seen on other conversations about other clubs. And I kind of wanted to open it up there because I'm not I'm not sure how I feel, but I've seen other abandoned fans say you should invoice the club. Not, I haven't seen this with regards to Yeovil Altrium. What would you say, gentlemen, if the Altrium Supporters Club and their 52-seater minibus stuck an invoice into Yeovil Town Football Club and said, we want you to pay this because that was a uh, abandonment of... It was a derelict of duty. The game was never going to have been played. And similarly... Let's flip that on its head. What would you say if the Green and White Supporters Club filed a, an invoice to Barnet and said, we forked out this much for a game that was never going to take place. Pay us up. What do you think? I think both of those situations would be quite reasonable. But, um, do you? I think so. Yeah. Do you think, do you think there's not... I'm playing devil's advocate here because I have no idea how I feel. But do you not feel that there is a, an element of you pay your money, you take your chance? Because you know the weather forecast I- as much as anybody. Yeah, but I but I think you are only travelling because that that game is taking place, um, and I think. And at eleven o'clock, you were told it was confident. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I, and I imagine if you look back at what um, Barnett was saying, I imagine it's probably fairly similar as well. They 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 must have had a level of confidence, didn't they, at some time? Ian, would you pay the Ultimate supporters coach their fuel? Um, I'm not. I'm. I'm not sure. I feel like there maybe should be like a, perhaps there should be like an independent pot of money. Perhaps that an independent football regulator would be able to manage that. You know, they get from streams. Yeah, that money gets put into that pot, and there is that fund available for any supporters or or clubs that um have these issues i don't know it's hard to because you know let's say that this is this is painful ian 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 Ian. has just thought this this afternoon it's I hope you're enjoying um, this robotic rendition of everything. <laughs> to blame. Um, 
I do. I, I do have to say that Ian's Ian's fro- uh, frozen. Yeah, but... This is Frozen Two, starring Ian Perkins. <laughs> Ian, let it go, man. <laughs> let it go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't the, hear a word uh, of that. The, the, the freeze frame. I'm capturing all of these freeze frames. I'm going to put them on our social media of uh, of the various poses of Ian Perkins when his internet freezes. This is, this is fantastic. This is, oh, this is and I love that it's freezing and we're talking about frozen weather. Um, he's gone again, by the way. Dave and I can, can, can continue to chat. So uh, I just think it's really, really interesting that we do have a lot of money being spent that's never going to sort of come back. And I wondered, if I'm, if, if I'm in charge now, if I'm Yeovil Town Football Club, I am obviously refunding all the tickets to the auction fans. I'm giving them a free ticket to the um, rescheduled one. Far fewer of them, far fewer are going to be available, obviously. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to make this a bit of a this PR disaster flip around. I noticed that Peterborough. Don't know if anybody saw that Peterborough United had their game called off really late as well, and Darren McAntony was fuming at the whole situation, and he has promised to put on coaches for the Charlton fans for the rearranged fixture he's gonna do this that and the other he's done a, gone on a big PR campaign saying he apologizes he also I think more the club I should say I think threw the referee under the bus a little bit but he has come out four guns blazing I'm gonna do xyz I'm gonna put coaches on we're doing a whole investigation as to how this happened why were there not you know better facilities why were there not better processes in place and I would quite like to see us try and do something. I would also like to see the beginnings, whether that's under this current ownership or the next ownership, of how to sort out that area in front of the Thatchers. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It's kind of making the same mistake over and again. And like you say, it's not like it's a new thing, that mm. is it. Um, so it, it spotlights uh, some kind of um, additional... I mean, what what do they use? You, you'll you'll know this probably better than I do. But don't they have cricket pitches? Don't they have? I know that's summer, but or Premier League <laughs> football teams have heated structures that can go over particular areas. Yeah, yeah, and I imagine it is pretty pricey. Um, I don't know the exact. I'm trying to do a bit of uh, googling now, but none of it looks cheap. Whether that be um, sort of the 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 air blowing ones or whether that's the actual sort of the light systems that go on top of it but is it not again an area where if the if the club had a closer link to its trust to its supporters clubs and were able to sort of go hey we've got um we've got a quote it's going to cost us 10 grand mm. Can we try and raise five each? Club put five in, we put five in. You know what I mean? I, I I don't know. I'm being I'm plucking mythical numbers out of thin air here, but that sort of um process of look, we recognize this is an issue. Here is a fix. We've got our local company, we've got companies locally who might be able to source this stuff. Ian can probably get you a staff discount on some of it. Yeah. Um I'm just I'm just trying to think of practical ways. It just feels like, you know winters are going to get colder summer's going to get hotter he's here yeah yeah um yeah bonkers absolutely 
bonkers. I'm, I'm just looking at the the infrared heaters that some of these massive uh, stadiums have got now, and, and they will cost thousands and thousands and thousands. Mm-hmm. But hey, who how knows? many? How many of those thousands of thousands? Uh, well, it depends. It, it's one of those where it says, "Call us for a quote." Oh, starting right, okay. from if there's thousands. no price tag on it then it's going to be richy like, lots yeah. of zeros lots of zeros so i'm not trying to say it's not going to be it's not the sort of thing you can click your fingers and it'd be done um then no. neither would things like under soil heating really fall into those same categories and i and i accept that no. especially as we're probably going to have to move in the next five years um it just feels like now's the time to be proactive is it not now's the time to be okay we've got an issue here's what we how we propose to solve it and so whether that is over the next couple of days, whether that's over the next couple of weeks, whether that's just a kind of we've taken a look over the uh, the instances over the weather over the last couple of months. And here is our plan that we put in place for November 2023. We've got this much time to raise this much money. I, it just now is the time that you need clarity. You need communication, consistency, because everybody's lost yesterday. Everyone lost. No one looks good. No one came out of it looking good at all. Host an FA referee training course at Hewish Park. Get enough people up to local standards and and go from there. It just, yeah, nobody uh, nobody wins. Nobody wins whatsoever. And everyone's cheesed off. We were all wound up. I was wound up. You were wound up. Ian was wound up. Well, we were all wound up. Can I say um, two people who have one is, is, is you and me, because I think... I'm right to say Mr. Ian Perkins is now back with us, although we can't see him because his internet has gone doolally. Ian, are you there? I think so. Can you hear me? Do I sound robotic? (laughs) No, you sound delightful. Your usual dulcet tones. Oh, wonderful. I'll I'll hope it lasts. Oh, oh, nearly had a wobble there. (laughs) Um, We were were just discussing that um, we felt like it would be amazing if the club could now, over the next days, weeks, months, put in a plan to have a medium to long term solution to the problems in front of the Thatcher stands, whether that be trying to raise money for some um, uh, proper heater things that you see at some grounds, whether that be in conjunction with um, Somerset County Cricket Club. There must be stuff at Taunton not being used. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Is that not the kind of thing that would be available somewhere like that? Because we didn't we use their covers? At one point, possibly, I don't know. It just feels like you've got to have these plans in place because all the communications are: we want these games on, we want to play. Okay, how are you going to make it happen? Because it takes one person to disagree that it's safe, and that's it, done and dusted. You got a choice: make the pitch perfectly playable with no doubt whatsoever, or get someone to change the rules. If you happen to know anyone on the National League board, that might be helpful. Do you think? And this is going to take it way further out than we've spoken. Um, with <laughs> with global warming and climate change, and summers getting hotter, winters getting colder, and how often you know the, am I all breaking up again? Yeah, you are a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> There was yeah, something about summer's you, getting hotter, winter's getting uh, colder. Um, like, yeah. is, is there an element of, do we need to have breaks in this 
time of year? Do we need to move the football calendar so that you don't have these problems? Do we need breaks at this time of year? And do we need to change the football calendar to make to sure we don't have these problems? <laughs> we got it. We got it. Ben, what do you think to that question? It's probably not a bad idea um, when you consider that we've played one game since Christmas. We've kind of had a winter break, haven't we? And so we're going to have to get the schedule in some way, shape or form, one way or another. Um, what I think is is possibly considerable. But then again, it feels like there are other steps to put in first. The thing I was talking about of having referees go to grounds at whatever point. So you make it a rule. A referee's at a ground from nine, nine o'clock on match days, every match day. There's four officials. <laughs> Fourth official doesn't do much. You, your fourth official, you're, go, you're, go, you're going to Hewish Park, nine o'clock. They'll put you up in the little room somewhere, cup of tea. You can have a walk around at a certain point. You can go and check out the local through fair and all the rest of it and go and have a great time in, in Yeovil Town Centre, but you needed to inspect the pitch at regular intervals. Um, or, or, or like you say, you can try and put plans in place. Um, I don't want to break. I don't want a, a National League break at all, but, I mean, we're kind of getting one, aren't we? We've played... Apologies, we played twice since Christmas, obviously, since we played once um, yeah. since New Year's Day. Um, and you look at look at Wheelston, they've they've played twice since New Year's Day, but it's not enough. And looking at the league, it's all starting to get a bit higgledy piggledy now. Notts County are top on 27 games, but then you've got some clubs on 25, Boreham Wood only 24. So you're looking at teams starting to find three games in there somewhere. We've got two games to add on top of our tally to kind of catch up to the rest. Well, where do they all go? I mean, there's already talk in the regional divisions of some clubs already having to schedule Thursday night games, which is bonkers for the back end of the season. But you might have to. So you might start looking at cup competitions and saying, do we have to pull out the Somerset Premier Cup? Somerset Men's Premier Cup? Do we have to say, look, it's just not a fixture that we can give right now we need that tuesday we need to have we need to welcome altrium on valentine's day rather than go to portland rovers i don't know the answer to that um but it, it has to be taken into consideration it really does what do you think what do you think do you think we should have a break a two-week hiatus do the boxing day new year and then can it for a couple of weeks are you talking to me i am talking to you talking uh, to me I'm talking to you. I don't see anybody else around here. Well, no, no, there's not. There's just a there's a white square where Ian usually is. I haven't even um, got the white square. Haven't you? Oh, oh I, I can see the Glover's cast. Uh, am I here now? No. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you are, but in a rather sheep-like fashion. But um, yeah, okay. okay. Um, so, so go on. Do, do, do I think there should be a two-week um, break? Um, no, well, I, I don't see how that particularly helps it. Well, I suppose a two-week break and then you extend the season maybe a bit whilst it's or you start it a week earlier and finish it a week later and that kind of thing. That I could kind of understand. I suppose it did need to be this situation I mean, was it this situation this time last year? I don't remember it was. We played three games in over the Christmas period last 
year, I think, because we certainly played those two um, games against Torquay, didn't we? I'm sure there was one in the middle of that. And then the year before that, there definitely was, because that was the year when we got hammered by Torquay on Boxing Day um, and beat Oldershot, I think, midweek in the in the COVID season. So I'm not sure there's enough of a critical mass of problem seasons for it to be a, a thing. Maybe if we have this problem again, um, then yeah, uh, maybe needs to be thought about starting and finishing the season a little bit earlier. But um, but yeah, I think um, perhaps it's yeah, it it is it, one to one to keep an eye on. But what moving it on? What do you, what do you mm. think about Tuesday night then? To what what should we be doing? I mean, you'd like to think that some kind of referee is is booked in to come to Hewish Park what, tomorrow, Monday, today, as people listen to this? Both. I would hope someone's attending on Monday because Monday's the day in which you can call it off of your own fruition. Yeah. So if it's completely unplayable because you trained on it and scruffed it up and now it's frozen out solid again, yeah. you can call it off. I'm looking at the Met office, which, again, we are 48 hours removed from the actual game, but it only gets above zero for a very few hours mm. on Tuesday. Uh, one o'clock, one degree at twelve noon, and then three degrees at three o'clock. By six o'clock, we're back at zero. Mm. I mean, again, this is the point where I'm talking about being practical. It does not take a genius to work out that that pitch is going to need to be looked at before six p.m. Because if you take three p.m. as the absolute peak of the heat, it's only going to deteriorate at that point. So yeah. for me, you can make a decision at twelve. Yeah. Well, this is what Mark Cooper was talking about, about Barnet, which I thought was a perfectly reasonable and valid comment, was that at that time of day, it's not going to get any better, is it? Because it's only going to get colder as the day goes on and the sun disappears. So it's pretty unlikely that it's going to be uh, better. So you would like to think we would learn from, whereas on, on Saturday, it's likely to get warmer during the day, isn't it? So there's some kind of logic there, I think. But um, yeah, I think the Barnet situation, we'd hopefully learn from that and make the decision that we would have hoped would have been made, i.e. that we would be calling it off before Wealdston, which is very near Barnet. Um, so we know we know what journey they'll be making. Um, mm. So we'd like to think that we would call it off either. It's about two and a half hours. Yeah. So if you think fans have a reasonable expectation of leaving four-ish, three o'clock. So if you said at three o'clock, you have to make some kind of assumptions that the team are going to travel earlier. And they're a part-time team. They're a part-time team. So I think it's fair to assume, and we're only assuming, and assuming makes an ass out of you and me, but they will travel early early Tuesday morning, 9 a.m. So you have someone look at nine o'clock, 9, 9.30. And if the team get out of the M25 and get told to turn around, they've not lost masses. Mm. If at 9.30 they go, actually, this is worth giving another go to, the next point then is midday, between midday and three, which is your hottest point of the day. And that's the point in which you let supporters know this is going to happen. This is not going to happen. Um, so, yeah, I, I, w- I would have a referee on Monday to look at that troublesome area and to put a plan in place. Yeah, be prepared to put... Per- 
inspect your troublesome area. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. If you don't have a look at your troublesome area, what, what chance have you got? What chance of <laughs> chance of any of any of us have got? If you've got problem with your troublesome area, go see a specialist. Is what the advice <laughs> yeah. should be. That is um, that is straight from uh, Doctor Barrett. Yeah, exactly. So. Look, it's not going to get any warmer. It is supposed to get warmer by Wednesday. So this is where you start. So on Wednesday, 6 p.m., 7 degrees. 9 p.m., 6 degrees. What? Bring out the fact of 50. No, yeah. but what But what if we all said tomorrow you get someone to inspect the game on Monday, inspect the pitch on Monday and go, ain't going to happen. But it's got a chance Wednesday night. You give everyone 48 hours to rejig. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, so it's, it's a good point. I mean, I don't see a reason why that couldn't happen either. It's just, well, I mean, people might be have made plans for Wednesday rather than Tuesday, expecting the game to be a Tuesday. But yeah, no, no, it's a, a perfectly, perfectly valid point. But will that happen? Mm. Will anything that proactive happen? Mm. Well, you like I say, you would like to think that um, if someone is listening to this first thing on a Monday, and I'm sure every member of the Overtown staff um, tunes into this as soon as they can on a Monday, there would be a referee booked and, and ready to go at some point on a, on a Monday. Or, or here's, here's, here's my final, final thought on Tuesday night. Seven o'clock, Tuesday 24th, it is going to be approximately nine degrees in Saint-Tropez. Is <laughs> it? <laughs> Let's just go. borrow their pitch. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Let's all go. Maybe it is cold in San Tropez. Yeah. So there you yeah. go. It, it it may it may touch ten uh, ten or eleven degrees. Come five or six. Yeah. Beautiful for a pre-match pint. There we go. Well, there we solved go. It. I've solved it. Should well, we should we preview the football? Should we talk about Wilst? <laughs> I, I mean, I I I don't really know what we would say that we didn't say because. I can't imagine that there's anything um, that we spoke about on Friday that would have changed, would that? No, I, th- I think it's worth noting. We have all... spoken an awful lot about meteorological um, ma- measures, match officials, and um, yeah. We should have got Schaffernacker on. <laughs> we should have. Um, we should have. Wilson haven't played for longer than us. So they play right. first, fourth, and seventh and haven't kicked a ball in anger since. We at least did get that Bromley game in for all that was <laughs> worth on the 14th. Um, so they they have a a bit of a rustiness to them. They have been staggeringly good away from home, though, right? Which I thought was a bit interesting. Currently, they sit ninth in the table for uh, away boy, form. No, in in all. Oh wow, really? Okay, that is just impressive. A, just a point outside the playoffs, right? Away form puts them inside the playoffs. Wow, right? Home form puts them below us. Put some right. 16th on the home table. Um, and we drew with them in a, a goalless draw, which I remember being at. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I don't think it's going to be easy. No, at all. Not by any stretch of the imagination. They've they've beaten Eastleigh. They did go out the trophy to Chelmsford. And then there was... Um, we, yeah, we went out to... Well, Dawkins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they've just been a bit inconsistent. I'm win against Eastleigh back on the 7th. Then they had their, their mm. double header was Maidenhead. One three two and drew nil nil, um, but you are that nil nil. Do you remember anything about the nil nil, or was it that one that we said was the most nil nil of all nil nils? Did they have a man sent off? They had a man sent off quite early on, like 10, 15 minutes in. They did, um, and then it was when Malachi Linton 
put a penalty into orbit as well. Oh yeah, it was yeah. that one. So it was it was one of those where which obviously has become a theme this season that our strikers just could not strike. But but to be fair, um, we we've got new didn't... strikers now. Pardon? We've got new strikers. Well, exactly. And um, to be fair, we we didn't have any kind of creativity. I mean, I can't remember the team exactly that played um, in that game, but... Um... <laughs> a, lot of the, a lot of the team aren't there anymore. So no. Perry's gone, Pond's gone, Torre's gone from the starting lineup. Um, Callum Scrimshaw Rowe came on and Scrimshaw came on. So that's five of the uh, of the 16 yeah. that have, have been now... Have departed. Yeah, and have I would been. feel a lot more confident about the likes of Jordan Maguire, Drew, Jack mm-hmm. Clark, maybe, um, having a run at that, um, that yeah. team. I'm What's looking forward a... to seeing um, Max Kretschmar up against Staunton and Cooper and Worthington again, because I'm yeah. a, I've got a I've got a weird sort of National League football crush on Max Kretschmar. I'd have had him at Hewish Park in a heartbeat. Mm, yeah. um, I think he's a class act, and he got taken off in that game. And I remember Did listening. You? I don't think going, he had that good a game that day. Uh, well, maybe that's why I took him off. Mm. Um, and obviously they've lost Reese Brown. Yes, he's gone to Woking, isn't he? Yeah. So obviously they've lost a, a few a few goals there as well. That's oh. if the game takes place. Um, yeah. Who knows? I mean, we hope it does, but I don't give it much hope if I'm honest with you. No, no. Have we got I mean... any GCQs? Oh blimey! Do you know we have, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, have we've, we? we've been we've been sat here talking about frozen grass, and we've we've lost Ian, by the way, folks. He's he's he given up. He's well and truly gone. So we'll start a crowdfunder for Ian's um. Ian's internet, but uh, yeah, I move house in a few weeks' time, and I'm a little bit worried my internet's going to go the same way. But um, we do, we do. So um, I've got them here. There's none on Facebook. So do you want? You do you sure? want to have a go? I'm just you and I. You sure? Sure, there's none yeah. on Facebook. I've no idea. I know there's none on Facebook. I have. Oh, okay. I, I I have had a look. Um, I'm kind of looking for one. Um, well, somebody said. Um, have many cold weather puns um how many uh, cold weather puns can you think of and is acceptable for the podcast tonight before we all start to give you the cold shoulder well done no, London, okay. yeah nice. you went you win that one um i mean i think we've mentioned a few of these some somebody has um has asked um have you ever been to a yoga match that passed a pitch inspection the match started and then it was abandoned mid-match due to the weather now there was one that um that Hugh has then picked up that I remember back in 1996, which was um uh yeah we played Oxford City at the time back in the ISIS League and that was called off. Um, I think that was a yeah Hugh says here Boxing Day 1996, but um obviously you're too young to remember that, so I can't remember. Can you think of any? No, I can remember getting to Hartlepool once. And them having the gates open and going, sorry, lads, this is called off at about yeah. half past one and walking mm-hmm. in and there was a foot of snow on the pitch. And I went, you haven't even tried. No, <laughs> you no. haven't even tried. I remember that one thinking that was never going to happen. Um, in terms of starting and not and not completing, that's a good question. No, um, I was at Chesterfield two seasons ago now. It would have been the lockdown season, I think where they had a pre-match pitch inspection after a complete deluge. Yeah. And in that game, they had a halftime inspection as well. One of the fourth officials went out with the ball, but the game completed. It was fine. But that game very nearly didn't take place. Yeah, because I remember you, I was in the pub outside the ground and you were in the, um, there for the BBC. And that was Mm. the one where 
they, 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 I remember their fans in the pub were really confident. They were like, our pitch is great for, for the draining. Now, they obviously had their game called off against Notts County. Mm. It was supposed to be on the, on the telly, didn't they? So maybe not so good with us. But, but yeah, they, um, that, one, that one did. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots. Um, oh. But um, so another one which is kind of um, uh, sensible is from Elliot uh, Warner, who says, do you see a way for the current ownership to get fans back at Hewish Park, and if so, how? We have kind of spoken about this before, um, mm-hmm. and I think after um, after thing we've just been talking about, get a game of football on. That would that would that, that would help. That would yeah. definitely get and fans it, back. It, in it just goes back to the same things, doesn't it? It goes back to communication, clarity, some sort of forward planning, uh, honesty, and openness from whoever it may be. That it, it's the basics now. We are and, not setting the bar very high here, kids. Winning games of football. Ideal. Winning games of football is the one thing that is guaranteed to get people into the um into the ground. But yeah, as well, all the things that you said there. Um so okay, we got some that aren't really um uh, uh no not sensible questions, but we, we we like those. So um we have uh oh I've I've swiped the wrong way. Um, is, I'm, I'm not on Tinder. This isn't like a Yovertown Tinder or something. I've I didn't ever know I was a Tinder kind swipe. of guy. No. Well, exactly. I haven't, I haven't swiped left on Martin Lee 82. But Martin Lee 82 asked, which cartoon character would you sign to strengthen the Yovertown first team and which position would they play? And in honour of match plus payment, what is the best ice cream or ice lolly? Great question. Um, two great questions, actually. Good standard of questions so far. Yeah. Um, favorite ice cream? I am. I'm a sucker for those cheap apple cider jobs. Quite literally, yeah. a sucker. Yeah, <laughs> quite literally. Yeah, I, I have to say, I am a self-confessed um, white Magnum enthusiast. Oh, uh, almost, almost to the, to the, and, and it's almost an addiction. I think. Should yeah. we make one up for Ian? Uh yeah. Ian, Ian, Ian likes a knobbly bobbly. He told me in person. <laughs> if he were here, he'd have a knobbly bobbly. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So if anyone sees him by a, a ice cream man, buy him a knobbly bobbly. Okay. Um, um, and the cartoon, cartoon character. character, yeah. Oh, that's Go a on. great question. It's a great question. I don't know the answer. Maybe... What was that really fast mouse called? Sonic. Oh, it was a hedgehog. No, 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 no. What was he called? Um, the Mexican mouse. This is like maybe an old oh, style cartoon. Ian from Looney Tunes. Yeah. Arriba. Speedy Gonzalez? Speedy yeah, Speedy Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Yeah, Speedy Gonzalez. I'd have him. Great because, yeah. Because have him, him on one side, I'll have Sonic on the other. Sonic on the other, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Robotnik up front. Nice. Good. Yeah. Good question. Like yeah. That. Okay. Um, who would Ian have, do you think? Ian feels like um, he, he wanted Shrek at centre-back. Yeah. Yeah. Win a lot of headers, wouldn't he? Would win a lot of headers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, is he a cartoon character? I mean, he's, no, he's, not, he's not real, mate. Well, no, that's that, that's true. Um, so, Hugh is Hugh. It's a long question, this, but Burns Knight, question mark. A, never understood why a cartoon character who gets his own nuclear power plant gets a celebratory night. Oh, right. Mr. Burns. Okay. Mr. Burns. I'm with yeah, you. I'm clever. with you. Yeah. Um, B, what those weird folks north of the wall get up to is their own affair. C, supper of haggis, neeps and tatties. Yes, please. Um, 
So I'm not sure that's a question, but... I think he just wants to enjoy Burns Night. Burns Night, yeah. yeah. I mean, haggis, neeps and tatties. What, what are neeps? Uh, I don't know. What, Burns, yeah. Night's, Burns Night's Wednesday, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, tatties, I'm guess, guessing, is potatoes. potatoes. So Neeps haggis, is better potatoes. known as Swedes. Swedes. Oh, I'm not. Okay. A, I'm not a Swedes guy. I'm not a Swede kind of guy. Is this like some kind of irrational Sven Goran Eriksson hatred, or no? <laughs> not those kind of Swedes. No. No. Um, okay. And uh, Hugh Hugh also says not a GCQ, but Happy Chinese New Year, BTW Year of the Rabbit. Now you had a Chinese banquet mm. last night, I believe. How did that go down? Uh, delightful, always is one of my favourite nights of the year. Um, the literally the best part of being married into a Chinese family is the food. So thank you, Hugh Kung Hei Fat Choi, to you, thank and anyone you. else who may be celebrating or just buying a Chinese because everyone else is <laughs> enjoy it, love yeah. it. And if you can't use chopsticks, that's fine. Took me forever as well. Yeah, no, I can't. I, I, in fact, I never even tried. So I was, I was, I was pretty, pretty poor. <laughs> um, uh, Dexter Tyson, fifty-one. Okay. Um, asks, have you ever attempted a Guinness World Record? If so, what was it? I don't think I have. Oh, my God. I've lost Dave now. How have I lost Dave? I'm flying solo here. This is ridiculous. Dexter, apologies. No, um, I haven't ever attempted a Guinness World Record. What record do you think you would try? That's a great question. I would... I'm going for most hobnobs in a an hour. I, an eating challenge. It would be an eating challenge for me. I'm the fat kid. Um, and the final GCQ, if you guys were a boy band, although now it's a solo act, um, what would you be called? And what would you wear? And what music would you play? Well, I don't mind telling you guys because none of you guys listen. And the other lads are not here. So it won't be embarrassing. But I was once performing as Shaggy, Mr. Boombastic himself, at school play level. There you go. That's my little secret that nobody's going to hear. Uh, that's a good question, Joey. I'm going to roll that question on because I think that's worthy of everyone's attention. And we haven't got everyone's attention because I'm literally flying solo. Dave just texted me. Ben, literally everything switched off on me. Oh, my word. It is quite literally frozen this evening. Ian's gone. Dave's gone. I think I might as well call it a night here as well. So whether you are Ian, whether you are Dave, whether you are Anna, Elsa, Olaf, Christoph or Sven, let it go. Football will hopefully come back once the weather appears a little bit brighter sooner rather than later. For now, thank you so much for your GCQs. Thank you for listening to the podcast right the way throughout the end. Apologies for the technical glitches throughout the course of the evening. I'm Ben. The others will turn up when they can next be bothered, I guess. Roll on some actual football, please. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott.